So today we're on Law of One session four. January 22, 1981 was the original date. So about, you know, 32, almost 33 years ago. This is the re-listened version. Uh, I think you have the link, but I'll send it anyway here. Uh, here we've got uh, 22, 23 questions. Uh, primarily, and again, this is just the fourth session, so the contact was very new, and this uh, this was a time when Ra was basically just introducing themselves and what they have to offer, and Don was just getting familiar with, with uh, who they've got on the line and uh, the expertise of the teacher. <clears throat> this session is primarily about pyramids and what was done in Egypt, and that naturally leads to a discussion about healing uh, and the Law of One. So those are really the only topics of session four, and it's not a very long session. Uh, it's uh, building our understanding of the pyramids and how that relates to the healing and initiation teachings that were given to the Egyptians at the time of Akhenaten, about 3,500 years ago. <clears throat> so, uh, in the beginning, Don, uh, Ram makes the greeting that they do at the beginning of every session, and there's a closing at the end of each session. They're a little different each time, but about the same. So, 4.0, Ra says, I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator. I communicate now. So, so again, sometimes Ra uses the term I, sometimes they use the term we, because they are a, a collective individuality or an individuated social collective. <clears throat> and uh, they, you know, each word is important. So when they say, I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator, they're pointing to the fact that the energy is light, and the nature of that light is ultimately uh, the love of the infinite creator or, or source. You know, we can personalize deity, we can, we can understand deity or source as impersonal. Both are the same, both are fine. At the end, Ra leaves with, at 423, I leave you in the love and the light of the, of the one intel, sorry, I leave you in the love and the light of the one infinite intelligence, which is the creator. Go forth rejoicing in the power and the peace of the One. So again, we can uh, personify and say it's God, it's the Creator, or we can use an abstract and say the One, or the One Infinite Intelligence, or Intelligent Infinity. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> this is actually important. Uh, to get some kind of a bead, B-E-A-D, bead or a handle or a, a track on what is source. And we won't talk about it long here, but um, the source of creation uh, is a state, is, is an infinity that is prior to manifestation or creation. Creation means all the galaxies, all the stars, all the dimensions, all the beings, all the bodies, all the planets, all the groups, all the vibration. Before that, creation uh, was uh, the state or, or the, um, the, the pre-created creator, which is one infinite intelligence or intelligent infinity. <clears throat> it's actually more... It's, it is infinity itself, which has qualities of intelligence and um, total will or power or capacity and benevolence, what we would consider benevolence, uh, meaning uh, honesty <laughs> and uh, uh, perfectly straight, non-twisting um, non um, expression, no... Um, no, nothing tangled or um, knotted up, uh, straightforward. 
and that is a quality of love and honesty. Uh, and uh, therefore the whole creation is based in love. God is love, you can say, uh, but actually God is infinity, or infinity is source, and that infinity resonates with what we call love, certainly not hate. <laughs> and um, that infinity has the quality of boundless intelligence and will or potential potentiality, capacity, and ability. This is philosophy. But um, it's right. <laughs> as far as words go, um, it's useful. So, uh, 4.1, Don asks uh, about the shape of the pyramid and its relationship to initiation. And that's what we're going to be doing. And he's basically saying, is this the right time to ask the question? <laughs> and Ra's like, whatever. And so 4.2 begins the dialogue uh, in terms of Ra giving a substantive answer. And Don asks it, does the shape of the pyramid have effect upon the initiation? Ra answers, as we began the last session question, you have already recorded in your individual memory complex the first use of the shape, the pyramid shape, having to do with body complex initiation. So there's body, and there's mind, and there's spirit complex initiation. So the uh, work of the initiate is successive um, self-initiation and initiation with assistance, first of mind, then of body, then of spirit. And Ra goes then uh, to say that, you know, Last session, they said that the first work is on mind, the second body, then spirit. And then they say that, so they said the first use of the shape that they were talking about last time, which was actually the end of the last session, was about body work. Then, Ra goes on, the initiation of spirit was a more carefully designed type of initiation as regards the time-space ratios about which the entity to be initiated found itself. So you see this language is so difficult. Now, <clears throat> they're saying the third phase, initiation of spirit, or spirit complex. Complex means basically um, uh, non-unified non or non-purified non or, or portioned, apportioned with portions or sections uh, of an energy field. Uh, they refer to to we, ourself, as a body-mind-spirit or mind-body-spirit complex uh, because of the capacity for confusion and conflict. <laughs> when when an entity goes beyond confusion and, and conflict, then they are no longer complex. Uh, I am one. And so Ra is no longer complex, but... Uh, because there are these sections or, or different energy fields, my body spirit, that um, have some kind of internal conflict and uh, have confusion. <laughs> and the experience of free will, in fact, which is the law of confusion, they call them complex. So again, don't worry if you don't understand it all. I, I'm just explaining the, the little details here along the way. But Ra is saying that the third work, initiation of spirit, involves a more carefully designed um, uh, placement of the person within the pyramid. The person to be initiated is, is in the pyramid doing these initiations. Uh, it's a more um, carefully designed or a more subtle type of work, which is the initiation of spirit. It comes after the initiation of body, which comes after the initiation of mind, which comes after healing and balance. So first there's healing and balance, and then as that de develops, there's successive initiations of mind, then body, then spirit. And Ra explains the placement. If you will picture with me, it's interesting, with me, the side of the so-called pyramid shape, right, it's a triangle, and mentally imagine this triangle cut into four equal triangles, what you have is a horizontal line bisecting or, or cutting off a top um, triangle within the bigger side of the pyramid, which is a triangle. 
and then you have two uh, you have three line pyramids on pyra tri three triangular shapes um in the lower um half of that horizontally cut side of the pyramid that's how it would look you will if you, so if you picture with me the side of the so-called pyramid shape and mentally imagine this triangle cut into four equal triangles you'll find the intersection of the triangle which is at the first level of each of the four sides and i think they mean the horizontal midway where you uh, by which you make these four small triangles with on the side the first level of each of the four sides forms a diamond in a plane which is horizontal okay so it's a horizontal diamond i can't visualize it but somewhere in there the middle of this plane is the appropriate place for the intersection of the energies streaming from the infinite dimensions and the mind body spirit complexes of various interwoven energy fields <clears throat> again ra's uh, you know <laughs> talks like a professor uh the middle of this horizontal plane which is a um plane or a level of the pyramid that is related to where you would cut each side to make four equal smaller little triangles that's the appropriate place and that's actually where they have one of the chambers and uh, i believe that it's the king's chamber or the queen's chamber that's used for initiation we'll get into this more yeah the queen's chamber is used for initiation and that's below the king's chamber uh it looks a little bit low on the image here but let's go on and i i haven't figured all this out the geometry it's not my thing but uh there are two chambers basically within the giza pyramid it's called the king's chamber and the queen's chamber and these are the places of uh healing and initiation respectively so uh this middle of the plane where you find the intersection of each side to make the four little triangles that's the place for initiation and that represents um a place where there's an intersection of energies or it's a vortex uh the energies are streaming streaming from the infinite dimensions meaning um multidimensional time space or energies that are not associated with 3d physical which are still streaming throughout the world that's called the plenum or where free energy technology takes uh power from the energy of empty space which is not empty uh this is what raw means by energy streaming from the infinite dimensions multidimensional energy streams of course invisible of course unprovable but science is moving in that direction human science so it's an intersection between uh some streaming of of multidimensional energy and the various interwoven energy fields of the person which means we have seven energy bodies associated with seven chakras associated with seven levels or qualities of mind and and qualities of consciousness uh that's an inter- so there's an intersection point and that's why the pyramid is uh precisely uh made you know the the pyramid angles and ratios these are called the ratios of time space material it's basically the um energy effect the esoteric energetics of the physical geometry of the pyramid shape so the physical pyramid shape of rock with its placement at a particular point on earth at that time in relation to the extra planetary energy influences from the sun and other constellations and other dimensions that placement was done um you know carefully too where the pyramid is on the earth in relation to the earth's energy uh web or net the the electromagnetic energy fields of the earth and how they relate to cosmic sources or extraplanetary energy sources and the shape of the pyramid itself and the placement within the pyramid of a particular room and um uh, the energetics within the pyramid what we would say within the pyramid based on the the shape of the pyramid the geometry and how that affects uh, a human's energy fields at that particular point in that pyramid at that time at that location on earth 
So they know what they're doing. And um, it wasn't built by slaves. It was built by mind. It was built, um, as Ra said, by everlasting rock. Or um, rock that is formed naturally by the mind of the entity that is the rock. Which sounds crazy, but uh, it's something like that. So, Ra said, Thus it was designed that the one to be initiated would, by mind, be able to perceive and then channel this gateway to intelligent infinity. So they use the term gateway to intelligent infinity in a technical way, and you'll see it many times in the sessions. The gateway to intelligent infinity is basically the bridge between sixth and seventh chakra. It's an energetic um, relationship between sixth and seventh chakra. The head chakras, six and seven, forehead or third eye, and the crown, uh, related to the pituitary and pineal glands in the head, are the chakras associated with the spirit complex. Um, if you if you want to divide the seven into three, so sorry, we're going really heavy here, but the seven can be divided into three according to those chakras related to body, my spirit. So essentially, you can say that first chakra is primarily, there are many ways to, to cut the pie, but uh, you can say that the first chakra is related to body, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth are related to, to mind, and seven is related to spirit. You can also say that one, two, three chakras under the diaphragm are related to body, four and five, heart and throat are mind, six and seven uh, in the head are spirit. That's one way of doing it, too. Another way of dividing the seven into three. But the gateway to intelligent affinity <clears throat> is always associated with the spirit energy complex <clears throat> and the spirit chakras, or those in the head. And so, Ra said, this then was the second point of designing this specific shape. As you see, it's very complicated. So the specific shape of where the room for initiation was as it relates to the ability of the adept, the one to be initiated, being in that room, um, being able to perceive consciously, as see, actually, and feel the energetic stream that, that would be occurring in that room during their initiation process. So again, the person who's initiating at the spirit complex level is already finished with mind and body, meaning their body is in very fine condition. They take very fine care of it and know just what to do. And their mind is very well. There's no self-conflict. They're very well developed in love, kindness, acceptance, understanding, wisdom, knowing, discernment, clarity, truth. And then they go into the highest, final, initiatory work of spirit. That kind of person is an adept. <clears throat> so, <laughs> that's that's just answer number two, 4.2. Uh, Don asks, so then the initiate was to be on the center line of the pyramid at an altitude above the base as defined by the intersection of the four triangles made by dividing each side to four triangles. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, so, you know, this was new to him and... <laughs> pretty hardcore information and a little bit hard to, to integrate on the fly. Don's asking, then, at this point, there's a focusing of energy that is extra-dimensional in respect to our dimensions? Ross says, you may use that vibratory sound complex, meaning extra-dimensional. However, Ra goes on, it is not totally and specifically correct as there are no extra-dimensions. We would prefer the use of the term multi-dimensions. So you, you know, Ra's trying to be quite precise, there is no extra dimensions, there's totality. There's totality that includes the visible and the non-visible, totality that's associated with the physical 3D complex, the physical body, and the mind-brain we're using here. That's of the, the, you know, tangible dimensional energies. Then there are the intangible, which affect very much our condition. And the more we develop higher chakras, meaning four, five, six, seven, 
and their relationships, which is basically, again, qualities of love and understanding, open heart, non-manipulation, acceptance, and wisdom, discernment, clarity, knowing, truth, honesty, seeing, hearing, clearly. The more we develop those, then the more we are partaking of the multidimensional energies of our being and of creation. Again, the self is a seven-dimensional being. Even though we're experiencing the activation of the third density form. So we are in a physical body, or we have a physical body, or we perceive this physical body. That's associated with third chakra, third dimensional consciousness, third dimensional energetics. And we have a brain associated with that, and the mind is veiled, meaning there's a, a great deal we don't know. That's by design. That is third density activation. Uh, but that's not the totality of our being. We exist at uh, other dimensional levels too, now, simultaneously. And those other levels come into play when we develop 4, 5, 6, 7. Very simple. So, you know, none come to the Father but through the Son, meaning nobody gets to the uh, higher consciousness levels of, of 6 and 7 chakra but through love and wisdom, four and five, the sun. Love wisdom is the heart. It's the essence of mind, is fourth and fifth chakra, the blue-green center, or green-blue, green four, blue five. No one goes, no one develops fully six and seven uh, unless they fully develop four and five. So, 4.5. Don asks, is the size of the pyramid a function of a function in effectiveness of the initiation? Meaning, um, is the size of the pyramid uh, related to the effectiveness of initiation? Or vice versa? Ross says, each size pyramid has its own point of streaming in of intelligent infinity. This is actually coming from the bottom. Thus, a tiny pyramid that can be placed below a body or above a body, will have specific and various effects depending on the placement of the body, human body, in relationship to the entrance point of intelligent infinity. If you look at the Giza, the general functions of the pyramids image from Jim McCarty, you'll see that actually um, the he writes the center of these shapes, the shape like a pyramid or a, a dome or a teepee or a cone, um, the center of the shape, including the pyramid, acts as an invisible inductive coil by spiraling prana, or it's actually an invisible inductive coil for spiraling prana, which means energy, is another form of energy, uh, which is time-space or non-physical or not related, um, not, not, not associated with the physical body, but powering it. <laughs> not, it's not the same as biological energy. Uh, thermal heat. It's very fine. It's subtle energy. And it's associated with the sixth chakra body, actually, the etheric body, energy field. Body means energy field. Human, the mind, mental body is an energy field. Physical body is an energy field. Etheric body, these are all terms that you'll get clearer on later. Etheric body, astral body, these are energy fields associated with certain dimensional levels and states of mind and, and have different functions. So the inductive uh, coil is the scent is a is is how the um, pyramid shape itself affects um, universal energy prana, etheric energy. And Ross said at one point that it's like an upside down funnel. So if you visualize uh, water, <laughs> lines of water all over streaming in front of you, right, from the right, from the left, from you know. Countless lines of uh, little streams of water uh, right in front of you. Don't tell anybody because you'll, they'll put you in the hospital. But if you imagine that uh, and you put a funnel in the middle of, you know, hold a funnel out in front of you, it will catch and organize and um, focalize some portion of that, you know, uh, streaming lines of water that are naturally occurring in empty space. That's similar to prana, 
for uh, that quality of um, vibrational energy, particle and field, uh, that is natural to to the octave, the seven-dimensional system, to reality. That level of streaming energy is continual and occurring everywhere. It's associated with six density, and uh, the pyramid acts as a funnel or an inductive coil to focalize and organize and channel and um, and then transmit uh, some portion of that infinite energy. So if you think of uh, the pyramid like a funnel upside down, what's coming up uh, naturally up and down and all around, some portion of it gets caught in it and then starts to spiral and comes up in a certain way with certain qualities and then comes out the peak. And so... Um, uses of the spiral on the right portion of the image uh, is written half spiral at bottom supplies the prana. So there's a an up, it's, a, it's the first spiral or the half spiral which basically is a scoop and it pulls up, it, some portion of universal energy is pulled into the bottom middle of the pyramid and that's associated with the resonating chamber or the place of death rebirth on the bottom below the pyramid and then it turns comes in and it spirals up and up and so the different spirals of energy uh, that have been organized or um, focalized by the pyramid shape and its ratios you know the specific geometry uh, uh, have uh, the spiral has uh, vortex points or intersection points that's where they made those rooms, or that's where you've got the different chambers in play uh, associated with the vortex points up of the upward streaming light or the upward spirals. And so the first spiral was associated with study and healing, and the second mental construction, the third energizing. We'll get into this more later. So it's complicated, you know. Sacred geometry is complicated. So Ra said, uh, a tiny pyramid that can be placed below a body, and you can put, if you have the right angled one, you can put it under your pillow, or above a body, uh, meaning the, the initiates in the Giza pyramid, will have specific and various effects depending on where the body is placed in relationship to the bottom scoop of the spiral, where the person is in the Giza pyramid, or in relation, you know, where the body and the person is in relation to the bottom middle of the pyramid, which is where the scoop is occurring. For the purposes of initiation, the size needed to be large enough to create the expression of towering size, meaning a big pyramid, so that the entrance point of multidimensional intelligent infinity, meaning the bottom middle, would completely pervade and fill the channel, the entire body being able to rest in this focused area. And that's why they use such a big pyramid. It's quite different if you use a little one under your pillow. And it's a different situation anyway. Furthermore, Ra goes on, it was necessary for healing purposes that both channel and the one to be healed be able to rest within that focus point, which is actually the king's chamber. <clears throat> so again, you have the queen's chamber and the king's chamber. Those were done by British Egyptologists who um, made up those, those names. Uh, that was not the original name of those chambers, uh, but one is for healing and the other one's for initiation. Don goes on, is the large pyramid Giza at Giza still usable for this purpose, or is it no longer functioning? And Ra basically puts the kibosh on that and uh, says, well, that, like many other pyramid structures, is like the piano out of tune. It plays the tune, but oh so poorly. So, no need to have a gleeful, kitty, new age, Giza, Gaza, Giza event at the pyramid because it's actually out of kilter now with, its, uh, with the cosmic energetics and the planetary energy web, too. So, it's not, in, it, it's not effective anymore. The disharmony jangles the sensitive. And so... 
they can, they're aware of how this pyramid is no longer suitable for healing and initiation, the Giza pyramid. Ra goes on, only the ghost of the streaming still remains. Due to the shifting of the streaming points, which is in turn due to the shifting electromagnetic field of your planet. Due also to the discordant vibratory complexes of those who have used the initiatory and healing place for less compassionate purposes. <coughs> so, though the first point is the Giza pyramid is not what it used to be now because of um, the disharmonious um, uh, position, because of the fact that where it was 3,500 years ago, uh, in relation to the planet's uh, electromagnetic field, and in relation to the in-streaming in points or points of in-streaming energy from cosmic sources, which go into the planetary web or network uh, at certain positions on the planet, and that would relate to the geographical placement of the pyramid in Egypt, that has shifted. Likewise, also, uh, you know, evil humans, starting with the black priests around Akhenaten, black in terms of their mind, their heart, uh, due to those black men, uh, and I don't mean skin color, uh, they uh, began to do evil or negative service to self-activity in the pyramid soon after it was formed unfortunately. So yet another technical transfer is um, perverted or used uh, against the original intentions of love light healing initiation. So the discordant vibratory complexes of those who've used the initiatory and healing place for less compassion purposes is a very soft way of saying what really happened there, which was very um, negative, very cruel very hurtful to a lot of people, and uh, uh, far far more unpleasant than the phrase less compassionate purpose. So, because of that history too, there still is residual uh, energetics uh, of disharmony or negativity, ghosts, <laughs> not only the ghost of the streaming, but real ghosts, and negative entities and things like that associated with the Giza Pyramid. Don asks further, and I'll get to the questions in a moment, would it be possible to build a pyramid and properly align it and use it today with materials we have available? Uh, and that was um, what some people like to do. Ross said, it's quite possible for you to build a pyramid structure. The material used is not critical, but there are some that are better than others. But merely the ratios of time-space complexes, this means the geometry, the specific geometrics of that physical shape. However, the use of the structure for initiation and healing depends completely upon the inner disciplines of the channels attempting such work. The use of the structure for initiation and healing depends completely upon the inner disciplines of the channels attempting such work. So... Uh, it's not the pyramid that does initiation and healing. It's um, the quality of the people involved in trying to make use of it. The healer and the one to be healed. The initiate and uh, their training. So uh, there is no magic, uh, you know, magic transformation created by a pyramid. It's a matter of uh, everybody involved having done their work sufficiently and knowing quite clearly what they're doing. And so the last, well, if we can just wait a moment for questions, I'll, I'll go through a couple more here. So Don then further pushes it and says, well, are there individuals incarnate on the planet today who would have the necessary inner disciplines using your instructions? So he's already thinking about the LNL group. Uh, using having and is there are there individuals here on the planet with the necessary inner disciplines using your instructions to construct and initiate a pyramid they built and then do it again? Is this within limits of what anyone can do on the planet today? Is there no one available for this? 
so that Don thinks that this is important. Uh, Ra answers, there are people, as you call them, <laughs> who are able to take this calling at this nexus, meaning who could build it and understand what's necessary and do some of the training. There are people around. However, Ra goes on, we wish to point out once again that the time of the pyramids is past. The time of the pyramids is past. It is indeed a timeless structure. However, the streamings from the universe were, at the time we attempted to aid the planet, those which required a certain understanding of purity. This is different today. This understanding has, meaning the understanding of purity required or necessary or associated with the pyramid building and the use of the pyramids at that time, uh, was related to the state of consciousness of humanity 3,500 years ago, which is different than today. This understanding, this particular understanding of purity, has, as the streamings revolve and all things evolve, changed to a more enlightened view of purity. So humanity has developed awareness and a little bit less distortion in some ways since 3,500 years ago. That's good to know. Thus, there are those among your people at this time whose purity is already one with intelligent infinity. Without the use of structures, healer-patient can gain healing. So there are people now, obviously, not many, but some, whose purity is already one with intelligent infinity, meaning people, there are some adepts on Earth, not too many, there are some, and people who um, are living the law of one, or uh, have realized no self. I mean, there are some enlightened people around. Not too many, but there are some. And that view of purity is uh, more enlightened in Ra's term than um, it was 3,500 years ago, meaning certain disciplines and certain shape, the pyramid shape, and the whole formality of the whole thing isn't is necessary today, isn't necessary today for those who've done their work. So without the use of structures, no structure needed, healer patient can't gain healing. <clears throat> and that's, um, you know, a word to the wise, because some people in religion or spiritual groups make a big deal out of right, rites and rituals, ceremony, and we have to do it the way that it was done 2,000 years ago, the right ceremony, the right ritual, and the right symbols, and the right order, and do it this way and do it that way. That formality, those structures of ritual, um, are not necessarily needed today for those who have a more enlightened view of purity. Uh, it doesn't mean that discipline is not needed. It just means that a certain formality of structure in the initiation or healing or self-development process, meditation work, whatever, certain structures as they were are no, not needed today. So spiritual practice in uh, Lemuria, right, uh, 50, 60,000 years ago, uh, is not appropriate for today, in general, this kind of view. And then, okay, and this will be the last question before, the last uh, comment before I take questions. 4.9, Don asks, so is it possible for you to instruct healing techniques if we could make available these individuals that have the native ability? Uh, and this was Don seeking uh, training in healing and, and to be a healer. And although it was sort of um, never completed, they certainly never built any pyramids or started some kind of healing school, uh, this led to the uh, rich vein of information from Ra about the principles of healing and balance initiation of mind-body-spirit and uh, the chakras and program catalyst and kundalini and all sorts of things that were very important and that's the the substance of my healing and balance pdf actually comments from Ra about that so Ra answers don's question about instructing healing techniques for the right people it is possible meaning it's possible for them to instruct those healing techniques to the right people with native ability or whatever. Ross says, it is possible. We must add that many systems of teach learning, the healing patient nexus, are proper. 
even various mind-body-spirit complexes, meaning many different systems of healing and teaching and learning uh, about the, uh, well, teaching, many, sorry, many different systems of teaching about healing or the relationship between healer and patient, many different systems are proper or appropriate or valuable or useful given different people. Some people do very well uh, understanding psychology, learning uh, about themselves through study of psychology or therapy. Many people do well uh, by certain energy, certain systems of energy healing and studying the chakras. So other people do very well understanding Vipassana or Anapanasati or mindfulness practice from Theravada, Theravada Buddhism uh, as a means of self-healing or working with the teacher. And the same thing with other traditions. There are many different religious, spiritual, metaphysical traditions in psychology, uh, potentially, that could be useful for people to learn uh, and practice for self-healing, definitely. Not only what was done in Egypt. Don Ra goes on, We ask your imagination to consider the relative simplicity of the mind in the earlier cycle meaning the mind of the Egyptians 3,500 years ago, and the less distorted, but, o but often overly complex views and thought-spirit processes of the same mind-body-spirit complexes after many incarnations. Meaning, <clears throat> use your imagination and consider that the mind of the people at that earlier time um, was less, was much more simple. Uh and actually more distorted than now. Because the comparison is between the relative simplicity of the mind of those people in the earlier time and <clears throat> the less distorted but often overly complex views and thought-spirit processes of the same person after many incarnations. <clears throat> the idea is that, it's interesting actually, the first time I read this I, I made note of it, uh, the mind of an earlier level human, or a human at an earlier point of development, is more simple, but more le is more simple, uh, or more <laughs> more simple and more distorted. <clears throat> and so they're not simple. It's simple, complex, distorted, undistorted. So the earlier mind, the mind of a of an earlier. Uh, or a soul who's developed to an earlier position in third density, closer to the animal, closer to instinctual, less intellectual, uh, less sophisticated um, mental capacity, is more simple and more distorted. And then, after many incarnations, we have a less distorted but often overly complex mind-intellectual process of the same person. <clears throat> and that's the world we have today. We have people who actually would be considered less distorted in some way compared to the um, more obtuse or less um, finely developed intellect or thinking process of the earlier time person. Today, people are very complicated uh, and can consider a lot, which is great, but actually um, they end up being very self-conflicted. So modern folk are very self-conflicted, and you can see that, you know, in the difference between, uh, you know, uh, post-industrial culture of America and Western Europe versus uh, indigenous groups, or so-called third-world cultures, you know, countryside in Asia or Africa, this kind of thing. The people, the mind, is more simple. Um, in some ways, though, more distorted if they can conceive of less. So it's like the person in that indigenous situation uh, with the uh, more simple mind, if you tell them, you know, there are energetic waves that go through the air and can, can, can hit some kind of strange little box and come out as moving pictures, they may think you're crazy or you're, you're evil spirit. Uh, why? Because, I know, perhaps, perhaps, that simple mind couldn't conceive of uh, invisible waves of energy. 
that can interact with some piece of metal or box and produce pictures, moving pictures <clears throat> that, that look real. Or they look at the pictures, you know, in the box. It's a very funny movie. Really, really funny movie. Um, with Jean Reno and uh, some other French actor. It's called Just Visiting. And they're basically time traveling from, you know, 1200 medieval times to modern Chicago. And the first time they see uh, <laughs> first time they see a television, they think that there are people trapped inside the box, and they hack up the the television to get to free the people from the box. This is very cute, <clears throat> and so that that's a um, more distorted mind that can't conceive that the whole there's some kind of technical process going on there. So anyway. And then Ra concludes and says, We also ask your imagination to conceive of those who have chosen the distortion of service and have removed their mind-body-spirit complexes from one dimension to another, meaning wanderers, actually, thus bringing with them sometimes totally late, in totally latent form many skills and understandings which more closely match the distortions of the healing patient processes. See how difficult this is to read? I think you must all need, need a stiff drink at this point. So I'm already, you know, in another dimension, talking this way. But this is uh, anchoring the narrowband transmission. It gets easier later. So they're saying, uh, number one, there are many different systems of, of teaching and learning and understanding about healing. So don't think that our Egyptian system was the only or the best. Secondly, you have to understand that at that time, the mind of the people was very simple. It was more distorted, less less uh, spark, sparky, less able to conceive subtle thought, however, more simple. And so <clears throat> the formality and the majesty and the grandeur of this big pyramid was necessary and helpful for them. Today, not so. And so today can people can have a more enlightened or a more purified view of, of the path. And then also, please understand that some people um, are wanderers here. They've chosen the way of service to other. They remove them, their mind-body-spirit complex from one dimension to another, meaning they incarnated human body from higher dimensions. Wanderers are from fourth to sixth dimension. And then they bring, brought with them, sometimes totally latent un, and unaware, or they are unaware of, various skills and understandings which more closely match the distortions of the healing patient processes, which means they can be good healers too, which means Don and Carla or Jim. So Ra is partly referring to them and saying, uh, again, don't assume you, you have to replicate the Egyptian initiatic healing uh, system. Not necessary. And part of the reason is because there are some people here who are wanderers who have the ability to do healing uh, latent, and um, can activate that again without such a complicated system being constructed. So, uh, let's take a pause here and uh, see if there are any questions. You mean Ra? Did Ra build them? They were. They were trying to imitate um, what what had appeared overnight. You see, the idea that, that the pyramid appeared magically you know, magically overnight, which is the way it was, it appeared in one piece instantaneously. Now, that awareness, that, that understanding may have been lost, you know, 500 years later. Uh, or not. It was probably guarded by the priests who told a fake story, you know, and and lied to the people to cover certain things, see their secret knowledge. Uh, but other others of other times in Egypt and probably in that area built pyramids too and did their best to reproduce. Uh, as far as I know, I haven't done much study on the Sphinx. As far as I know, the Sphinx. Um, was built at the end of Atlantis and actually survived the Great Flood or the sinking of Atlantis um, 11,000 years ago, 12,000 years ago. 
uh, I believe that it, it um, predates the Giza pyramid by a lot. I think that I'm not sure when the Giza pyramid was built. I have to look at my timeline again, but I believe the Sphinx is much is is much older, and I don't know why or who built it, but I believe it was a colony of Atlantis in Egypt. One of the and it um, is really quite old. So, secondly, <clears throat> yeah, the in-streamings that Ra's talking about um, are from everything that's outside of planet Earth. So, including the sun, including the astrological arrangements of the planets in the solar system, meaning the energetics uh, of the solar system associated with planetary positions, uh, and then what's beyond the solar system. So, Everything in the solar system, including planetary alignments and the sun itself, and everything outside the solar system, meaning constellations and other sources that are much more subtle or distant, all of that comes into the electromagnetic web of planet Earth, which is basically the etheric body of planet Earth. That uh, web, or electromagnetic net, uh, grid uh, <clears throat> was different in its nature or in its its in the nature of the in streamings 3,500 years ago. Likewise, there is movement of that. I mean, again, I'm not an expert on this, but there is there is the planet rotating, and then there's the planet orbiting, and then there's the solar system orbiting. So the solar system orbits galactic center. The planet orbits the sun. And the planet rotates on its axis. With all that motion, motion, the positioning or you know the the position of what's on the ground to the electromagnetic web of the planet to what everything to all the other sources outside changes over time, and changed in the last thirty five hundred years. So yes, it's from the sun, and what's beyond the solar system too. You mean why was the why was the Giza pyramid aligned to Orion in the sky? Um, I don't know, <clears throat> and I don't know if um, I, I really actually don't know that one. Uh, I'm not really sure that it is aligned to Orion, okay. frankly. Okay. So okay. I, I don't know about that. So let's um, end the raw reading for today, and we'll pick up next week. Uh, to do the final half of session four. So, <clears throat> okay, good. So, thank you, everyone, for being here tonight, and I appreciate the opportunity. Good night. <laughs>